4, 25, and 26 are all David's putting his house in order. He knows that, um, well, the, the, the way he put it was he must go the way of all men. He knows he's about to die. And so he is setting his house in order. And you can kind of take notice of that. And uh, that he gave assignments to priests and Levites, uh, to um, uh, the household of uh, Aaron. He gave assignments to the musicians. That's in chapter 25. And then he gave division, uh, uh, assignments to porters. And then in um, beginning with verse 20 of uh, this chapter 26, and he, he sets certain of the Levites over the treasury. That's in verse 20. He puts them over the treasury of the dedicated things. He puts them over the treasures of the house of the Lord. In verse 24, he made them rulers of the treasury. And then uh, uh, all of the, verse 26, it says um, uh, that uh, Shilamath and his brethren were all over the treasures of the dedicated things. Now my text is verse 27, just this one verse. It says, out of the spoils one in the battles did they dedicate to maintain the house of the Lord. So all of these of the Levites were assigned these different responsibilities. They were, they were given responsibilities to take care of the treasury, to dispense it so that the work of the house of the Lord could go forward. Amen. You know, David, David was... Uh, a lot of things. Of course, he was the king. He was a man after God's heart, but he was also a warrior. David was a man of war. And you can back up to, uh, uh, to even when he was just a lad uh, watching over his father's sheep, that when those animals rose up against the sheep, God empowered him to destroy them. And, uh, and then... Uh, that was preparing him for the big battle with the giant Goliath when he was going to go and God was going to give him the power to defeat uh, Goliath. So all throughout David's life, there were battles. There were uh, so many battles that he fought and that later on, whenever uh, he was wanting to build the temple, the Lord said, no, David... You can't be the builder of the temple. You've fought in too many battles. You've shed too much blood. You can't do this, this building of uh, the temple. He was a warrior. And in all the battles of his life, and you can read, and I can't go through all of these examples, but one good example is when David and his men came to Ziklag, and the Bible says that the Amalekites had... Uh, burnt the city of Ziklag with fire, had stolen away all their wives and their children and all their possessions and valuables, everything, con completely stripped the city of everything. And you remember the story how that, uh, that uh, all of the men of David wept till they had no more power to weep. And, 
Uh, they had lost everything. But the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And uh, that David um, was able uh, to rise up and to uh, cause those men of his to rise up and to pursue after the uh, Amalekites. And they did just that. And finally, it says in 1 Samuel 30 in verse 16, And when they had brought him down, behold, they were, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing. Talking about the uh, Amalekites. Because of the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight even to the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them save 400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried Away, and David rescued his wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons or daughters, neither spoil, nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. Praise God. You see, David was a man of war who fought a lot of battles, uh, but it says that he recovered all of the spoil. So he won the battle. And got all of his family back, all of his possessions back, and then all of the other spoils that they had stolen, the Amalekites had stolen away, that uh, they took all of those spoils as well. And so uh, there's a few lessons here in learning about battles, spiritual battles that we find ourselves in. For one thing, God is not just interested in us winning a battle. He wants us to be more than conquerors, more than conquerors. And that's why I read to you from the text there, it says that out of the spoils, won in battles. David's at the end of his life, and throughout his life, 40 years as the king, he has fought a lot of battles. He's accumulated a lot of loot, a lot of spoils that he has taken from all of these battles and now he has organized those in the, uh, uh, to take care of the treasury so that when he's gone, that the work of God would be provided for and uh, that the house of God would be taken care of. Remember, David was not just a warrior, but he was also a worshiper. David was a worshiper, and it was in his heart to, to build the temple. Remember that uh, David... Uh, uh, was so, um, uh, well, he was the, the sweet singer of Israel. He was the psalmist. Half of the psalms were written by David. So he was a songwriter. He was a singer. He was a musician. He was a worshiper. As a matter of fact, he so longed to see worship um, brought to Jerusalem that when the ark of God finally was making it and coming back to Jerusalem, the Bible says that David danced with all of his might before the Lord. He was so thrilled and so excited that worship was coming uh, back to the city of Jerusalem. It's no longer going to be in tents and uh, temporary dwellings, but they were getting ready to build a temple, and that was in his heart. His desire was to see the temple uh, built. But obviously, God said, No, you're not going to build the temple, but your son will build the temple. But David had fought battles 
and he'd accumulated spoil so that the temple could be built. Let me tell you, battles, um, battles that we fight, spiritual battles that we fight have spiritual significance. And God not only wants to give to us um, uh, a victory whereby we win the battle, but he wants us to not only win the battle, but he wants us to take the spoil. He wants us to, to gather the loot. If you can imagine David coming back from, from that battle with the Amalekites and he's got wagons and wagons and they're just overflowing with all of the possessions. He's coming back, he's fought a battle and he's getting back some of the things that he lost or his family and all the things that he lost there at Ziklag, but he's also bringing back all of this loot and all of these possessions and all of this spoil. I'm sure he doesn't have any real understanding that eventually at the end of his life, all of that spoil was gonna be the provision for the house of the Lord. All of that spoil was gonna provide uh, for the work of God and for some wonderful and amazing things that God wants to do, amen. I think we need to remember that in our spiritual battles and some of you today may be in a spiritual battle, a real struggle, and I want to encourage you today uh, to understand uh, that, um, uh, that God has a plan not only for your victory, but for you to be, a more, be more than a conqueror, to carry away the spoil, uh, for God to give you much more than you could have ever dreamed of or imagined. That's what God can do. Now, with Zach's permission, I... Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the battle that our family has been in for the last almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. On a Sunday morning, right after a missions conference, Zach was about 14 or 15 years old. I was up early in the morning. I remember exactly where I was at. I was in the bathroom shaving, getting ready to come. It was about 6.30 on a Sunday morning. We had just had a wonderful missions conference and uh, the phone rang and it was the city police they said your son has been in a car accident well he didn't even have a driver's license and he certainly didn't have a car and we had no idea that he was not in the house but we learned that he had been getting out of the house during the night taking our car on a little spin and uh, that night he was drinking and taking other things and was out of his mind, was driving 100 miles an hour down this road behind the church here and didn't make the curve and went over an embankment and destroyed our car. All of that was on a sun Sunday morning. And uh, then we had to come to church and put on the best smile we could. And uh, most of you all didn't know some of the things that were beginning to happen. But that was the beginning of almost 20 years of a spiritual battle. There have been hundreds and hundreds of prayers prayed, not only by us, but by many of you and by other of our family members that have prayed uh, for us and prayed for Zach. That day was the beginning of his rebellion and his running away from God. I had to rent a car because our car was destroyed and he took our rental car the next night and went out with, us in, uh, with it and drove around town in the middle of the night when we didn't know what he was doing. 
It ended up that we had to always hide our keys and our possessions. Marcia slept on the floor in front of his bedroom door to keep him from getting out at night. His mind was set on rebelling against us and rebelling against God. In these last 20 years, there have been 22 arrests, 22 times that he's been arrested and jailed. We've spent countless nights in fear, afraid that he was going to hurt himself or hurt somebody else, not knowing if he was dead or alive, gone for days and days and days with us not hearing from him and not knowing what was going on. It came to the point that the only time that we ever had any peace from this battle was when he was locked up in jail because he knew he was alive there. And uh, over the years, we put him in five or six different rehab facilities. Many times we paid hundreds of dollars to get him into the facility for, for him to just, in a day or two, just walk away from it. And we would lose all the money that was invested uh, in him being in a, in a rehab. We prayed. A lot of people prayed. There were times when I personally, I just lost hope. Honestly, I, I, I gave up a lot of times. And I'm so thankful that God doesn't give up. He doesn't give up. Not only was Satan trying to destroy him, but he was trying to destroy Marcia and, and me as well. He was after us. There were times there that I struggled with the idea of even staying in the ministry. A couple of times I just thought, this isn't right. I can't be in the ministry and my son doing the things that he's doing. I was ashamed, embarrassed by what he was doing. And uh, uh, I struggled with even staying in, in, in the ministry. I didn't really know what to do. Last year in June, he was arrested in 22, 2022, he was arrested the 22nd time and went to jail. While he was in jail, Lexi, his wife, died. And uh, when he got out of jail after about six months, he was willing to, uh, to go to a facility, a rehab facility that Harry and Evelyn Ormsby had told us about. We had no really concept that it would be any different than any of the other things that we had tried uh, to do, but thankfully this is a place that uh, takes uh, the word of God seriously and takes discipleship seriously. And uh, so after some time, maybe a couple of months, he kind of stayed to himself, even at this facility, but finally the light of the gospel started breaking through in his heart. And we noticed it. We could tell when we would visit him, something's going on here. We know it's different. This is not the same. This is different. There was something going on. It was not overnight, but it was a gradual transformation that was taking place uh, in his life. Uh, this place is a, you know, it's a Bible-based uh, discipleship program. And in that place, after some weeks, he really got born again really and truly got saved and we could tell it it was such a dramatic change in him his heart was different and uh we are, we're rejoicing in what the lord uh, has done now i went through all that to say that this week zach was able to attend a missions boot camp in ohio 
where he was stirred and moved to the possibilities of what God might want to do with his life in the future. And uh, uh, on Wednesday night in the, the service, uh, Zach actually texted me before the service and said, pray for me that I'll be filled with the Spirit. And uh, so I said, I will. I definitely will. And that night, Zach was gloriously filled with the Holy Ghost. Wednesday night. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And not only that, but he got a phone call or a text rather from the attorney that we've been asking you to, to pray about his situation, his legal situations. He got a text message saying, we're going to have this resolved by the 28th of August. It's going to be taken care of and uh, you can move on, move forward with your life. You don't have to worry about this anymore. Praise the Lord. So I'm just going to let Zach come and tell you. I didn't tell him I was going to do this, but I'm, just come, I'm going to let Zach come and tell you what God is doing in his life. <clears throat> Praise God. I wish you gave me a heads up. All righty. How y'all doing today? Sorry, I'm just an emotional wreck right now. Um, it's been an awesome week. It has. It's been so great. Uh, Wednesday was amazing. Um, the Lord spoke to me, uh, filled me, and uh, the devil tried to put doubt in my head. He tried, but I wouldn't let him. <laughs> I would not let him. And uh, and I and I love I love the presence of the Holy Spirit. I do. Uh, Friday. Let me just go ahead and tell you this. Friday. We had a good service, and then we had a, like an all-night prayer meeting. So, and uh, so we stopped at three o'clock, and but I didn't. I took mine to the dorm. So, I'm, I'm in. I'm in the shower. Just hear me out. I'm in. I'm in the shower, and I'm just in there, and the water's coming down. It's hot, and I'm just you know feeling so good, and, you know, just feeling great. And out of nowhere, the Holy Spirit comes upon me. And I start speaking in tongues. I'm stuck there for two hours. Not, no soap on me whatsoever. I'm just stuck there like this. And it's just, it's just coming down. And it's just like I'm just getting cleansed and cleansed. And, uh, and, uh. And I'm stuck in his presence. And I'm not, I'm not worried about if I'm waking anybody up. If anybody's getting woke up or what the situation is. And, it, you know, it echoes. So I'm just sitting there going crazy. I'm jumping up and down. And I'm, I'm just so excited. And I'm beginning to hear the Lord speak to me. And uh, call me to preach. <laughs> call me to missions. To, to bus ministry, to youth, to just all kinds of things. And I'm just, and I'm just sitting there praying and I'm asking God, I'm like, can, so I can get called not just to preach, but I can get called for all these others, you know, outreach, ministry. And I, so the next morning, you know, 
I, I'm talking to Brother Setzer, and I want to make sure this is prophetic, you know. And I, he's like, yes. Yes, it is. I feel it too. He said, you can get more, you can get multiple calls. And I was just, and, I was just, and, that, and that was confirmation from the Holy Spirit. You know, and I've learned a lot about that confirmation, you know. And it's, it's so awesome. It's, it's the best, you know, like that is told a little bit of my testimony. It's the best high I could ever have. It's the best high. It's the best feeling to be standing up here right now telling you this. You know, I put my poor parents through a lot. I have so many years. The church, everybody that's invested in me. But those prayers did come through. They did. They really did. And um, um, I just cannot wait to get it started. I want to, you know, I can't wait. I want to go here. I want to go there. I, I, and, it, you know, it's not. And another thing I learned, too, it's not. Missions is not just overseas. Missions is in our backyard. It's in our backyard. It's at our work. Our churches, our our family members that are lost, it's everywhere. And uh, I'm just I'm thrilled to death. And I, you know, and another thing too is everybody knows that I love to talk. I do. I love to talk. I talk like crazy. And and I get but you know I've been nervous about getting up here and stuff. But not only that, I prayed for the peace, the serenity, just to feel good and. And I, I did this Friday, and it's answered. <laughs> I'm not nervous. <laughs> I'm not. I feel great. <laughs> you know, I feel great. I can look at every one of you guys that's prayed for me, you know, with confidence. And I, I feel awesome. And I thank the Lord for what he's doing. I love all y'all. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. David thought all of his battles that he wasn't going to be able to do with what was in his heart. But the Lord was storing up all the spoils, all the spoils of the wars that he had fought so that the work of God could go forward. Amen. Amen. So God knows what he's doing. Zach has already had an invitation to go to a mission field in South Dakota. He's had an invitation to go and to speak at some rehab facilities. And uh, uh, wherever the door opens, however God wants to work, amen, we, we want to see the hand of the Lord. Sometimes I just sit back and think, Lord, is this real? I feel like I'm in a dream or something. This isn't real. What you're doing, it's so wonderful what you're doing. Uh, it's, uh, it's more than you can even imagine. So for some of you here today that you're in a battle, and maybe you've been in a battle for a good while, for us, like I said, it's been, it's been almost 20 years. A lot of you all have prayed and prayed and helped us pray for him. My sweet mother prayed for years for him. And the night before she passed, she got to see him. A saved Zach. <laughs> Amen. Amen. She saw the answer to her prayers uh, that, uh, that night. And we just praise God uh, for that. Amen. 
God can help us to, uh, to realize that he is storing up the spoils of war for a purpose. He is working for a purpose and he can use all the mess of our lives and the confusion and the trouble of our lives. We can come out on the other end of this thing, not only winning the battle, but gathering up the spoil. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Could we just praise him this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty hand that's upon our lives. And Lord, how that you do hear and answer prayer. Lord, in all of these circumstances, Lord, you are a wonderful God, a faithful God who hears our prayers and you can do greater things than we can ever imagine. And we thank you for it. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name, Jesus. Oh, we do thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Could we stand all over this building?